deadly wrong to deny any of your fellow Americans the right to vote in this country. Let it be that human rights are women's rights and women's rights are human rights once and for all. Now is the time to make real the promises of democracy. James Madison again at the Constitutional Convention. A president is impeachable if he attempts to subvert the Constitution. Are you fired up? Are you ready to go? Fired up! Ready to go! Welcome to Podgressive! Hey, John! Hey, Lauren. So great to be back with you doing this. It's been a long while. A while? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I've just been listening to a lot of podcasts and uh, thinking to myself, we need to bring politics, at least Missouri's politics, best podcast back. And my dream has come <laughs> true. Here we are today. Here we are. And it's going to be a good one because we have um, a very special guest, future state senator Hillary Shields. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah. So... Um, we want to talk a little bit about your upcoming race, but first we want to get to know you. So, um, would you mind giving us a little background? What was your life before you decided to run and why, um, why, why would you do this? That's a funny question coming (laughs) from you guys, but, um, so I grew up in uh, Kirksville, Northeast Missouri, uh, went to Truman. I married my high school sweetheart and we've been married for about 10 years and we have a dog named Bowser and we live in Lee Summit and I really liked my life. Um, I host foreign exchange students. I've had eight kids from six different countries um, and that was really my passion for the past eight years. Um, I had knocked doors for Barack Obama in 2008, but I really hadn't been political since then. Mm-hmm. And this last election was just a kick in the pants, and I'm sure you guys know exactly what I mean. I saw at the state level, at the federal level, a whole bunch of people getting elected that we're going to pursue policies that we're going to hurt families in our state. Um, And I just felt like I had to do something. So I started organizing. I was a co-founder of a group called Indivisible KC, and we did all these visits to our senator's offices talking about health care. And we went to Jefferson City and we would talk about real ID and charter schools and try to convince the people that were supposed to be representing us, that were supposed to be working for us, to support policies that would actually be good for the people in our state. And probably not a big surprise to you guys, it didn't really feel like they were listening. (laughs) And now I was at the receiving end of one of those conversations. (laughs) there, I, but I, I get it. Overall, yeah. I think um, there was, while I was excited to see a lot of engagement and momentum, I think some of our Republican colleagues uh, were irritated by that. Yeah, they, they seemed upset that people were actually paying attention. And so I got to the point where I felt like if we wanted better outcomes, we needed better people in office. Um, there are some people in Jefferson City, like the two of you, that are doing great work and trying really hard to pursue policies that are going to be good for Missouri. But there's a lot of folks that don't care, that are only representing their big donors. And I felt like we needed regular folks that know what it's like to work for a living, that really care about the people here in Missouri, and we needed to put them in office. And I looked around and I asked the, the uh, county committee who's going to run for this seat next year when Will Krauss was termed out, and they didn't have anyone. 
You know, a Democrat hadn't even run for my seat for the 8th District since 2006. Wow. Wow. And so I decided that I could do it. And, you know, after a long conversation with my husband, decided I would I would run. And I launched my campaign, formed my committee, put up my website and all that. And about two weeks later, I got a call from a reporter saying, hey, did you know that Will Krause stepped down? And are you going to run for the seat next uh, at the special election? And I was kind of taken aback and I had to think for a minute. But I said yes, because I always thought this was important to do. I always I was planning to run for it. And if we have to do it in three months instead of 15 months, I said, we'll do it. So I went out and I started knocking doors before I even got the nomination. And we've just been working hard and we're going to keep working hard because I, I believe that this needs to be done, that we need good, progressive people running in every district in Missouri. We do. And and we need uh, to bring some balance back to Jefferson City. You know, you mentioned yeah. um, some folks wouldn't listen. You know, I think a lot of that is because you've got Republicans in such a supermajority down there, and it's been, you know, years of that, mm-hmm. um, where they feel like they completely run the show. They don't need to listen to the other side. They don't need to listen to mm-hmm. uh, activists who have opinions on uh, important matters facing the state. And part of that is because, like you said, we don't oftentimes even run Democratic candidates in a lot of these mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these races, and so they get away with. I, I don't know, feeling complacent with their stranglehold on Missouri politics. And um, I think it's important and, and awesome that you are uh, helping to turn the tide against that. So this is a special election, just so everybody knows. You know, this uh, yep, it's the only election uh, happening, right, is you? There's a couple other special elections for other uh, seats that have vacated, like the one that uh, Randy Dunn vacated. That'll right. be up. But yeah, it's basically in eastern Jackson County, it's just me on the ballot. So building awareness of the special election, letting people know that you have to go vote this November 7th is our biggest challenge. Um, Because a lot of folks, they just don't know. And the state hasn't really made much of an effort to let people know. So that's why we are out on doors every single day, just letting people know, did you know there was a special election coming up this November? We could really use your support. Yeah. Well, and Races like this, my guess is turnout is often really low, and and so mm-hmm. it makes it all the more important to um, to do the kind of work you're doing and let mm-hmm. people know that there's an election and to vote Hillary Shields because <laughs> I, I don't know what people are expecting, but it seems like the percentage turnout in, in mm-hmm. elections like this where people don't you know really know that election is coming unless they're really paying attention. Yeah, very um, very true. Um, they're expecting it to be half of what it would be next year. And it's even low in that kind of a midterm election. So Mm -hmm. we do expect it to be low. And I look at, um, for example, the special election that we just had in Columbia. You guys probably followed Michaela Skelton, who Mm -hmm. ran a great campaign. She came within less than 300 votes. And it really brought home to me every single vote matters. And I need to talk to every single voter that I can. And if I could talk to every person in my district individually, I would. But uh, there's 170,000 people in the district. I can't get to every single door. So anyone who's listening, if you want to volunteer, I need your help to knock on those doors because uh, I can't do it alone. Perfect. Yeah. Odie got really excited about it, too. <laughs> if Odie's going to volunteer, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, he, he would win some votes for you. <laughs> that might be an idea. Get a, get a leash and take him out. Okay, since you can't talk to every voter, um, this might be a great opportunity to share with everyone what it is you say on the doors or when people ask what it is you hope to accomplish, um, what, do you, what, what are your priorities? What would you like to see done? Sure. So 
My vision for Missouri is that anyone who works hard is able to support their family, send their kids to great public schools, and never worry that getting sick will mean going bankrupt. So I want to make sure that our schools are fully funded. Um, this past year, they cut transportation funding for our schools. And you guys know that money has to come from somewhere. And so we see schools that are down to four days a week, and that can't continue. Mm -hmm. um, my husband and I both went to public universities in Missouri. I went to Truman. He went to Mizzou. And they've been cutting funding for those universities as well. Mizzou had a 15% budget cut. I want to restore funding for those schools because no family should have to go into a giant mountain of debt to send their kids to a good Missouri school. Um, I want to make sure that people who work hard can support their families. So we need to do things like repeal right to work, and we need to raise the minimum wage so that workers have a seat at the bargaining table and that anyone who works 40 hours a week can afford to support their kids. You know, as an activist with Indivisible, um, I met a lot of folks with a group called Stand Up KC, who I'm sure you've spent time with as well. They're low-wage workers who are campaigning for a $15 minimum wage. And there are folks that I met who, even though they are working full-time and their spouse is working full-time, they can't afford to buy shoes for their kid for school. And that's not right. We live in the richest country in the world. People should be able to support themselves if they are working 40 hours a week. So I think that's where I want to start. I want to make sure that hard work actually leads to people being able to lead a decent life. Mm -hmm. And then you guys, I'm sure, are familiar with what happened with healthcare this past year in terms of the Missouri RX program being cut. We kicked, what, 63,000 low-income seniors off of prescription drug coverage. That's right. That has got to stop. We have got to restore funding for that program. I've met folks whose prescriptions have doubled from $800 a month to $1,600 a month. You can't afford that on a fixed income. Mm -hmm. Well, and these are people who for years, years and years and years had uh, counted on mm -hmm. this state assistance in order to afford their medication. And every year before this year, uh, we worked out a budget to where those folks had coverage. Right. Um, Republicans and Democrats were able to agree on this for years. Right. And, and now suddenly, all of a sudden we, we've got this big cut. And, and so people who, you know, relied on this to survive um, are told, you know, they get the notification in the mail. Sorry, you know, mm -hmm. you've been dropped. And what are they going to do? I, I mean, know. it's terrible. I, 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 you know, just from some of them being interviewed mm -hmm. and also from past experience in situations like this. And uh, a lot of them will delay or put off taking medication. Mm -hmm. And well, what does that mean, right? If you've got a, a you know, a, an illness that requires prescription medication mm -hmm. and you either don't take the full dosage, maybe you, you know, you cut your pills in half or you just, mm -hmm. you know, this particular medication I won't take, I'll only take one, you know, a couple of my medications. Um, that can lead to a lot of things, including people dying. Mm -hmm. And this and then also the in-home care cuts that we've seen this past year where about 8,000 senior and disabled Missourians are going to lose in-home care services. What drives me crazy above everything else is that funding these services is not just the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do because people need their meds, because people need in-home care and keeping them in their homes with their families, with their communities lets them lead a better life, but it is the smart thing to do because it is going to cost us all more money when they end up in emergency rooms, when they end up in nursing homes, when they end up with treatable conditions progressing into much more serious conditions. If you are a diabetic, I want to make sure that you get your medications, that you 
are able to comply with all of your doctor's orders, because if you don't, not only is it going to be really hard on you, but it's going to be hard on our whole system if you end up having to get much more serious medical care, if you end up in the hospital, if you end up needing to get an amputation, all of these things that are both terrible for you, because I want people to have the care they need because they need it. But it's also going to cost us more in the long run. And I feel like so many of these policies are so short-sighted mm-hmm. that they think, oh, we'll save this money this year, but they don't think about what it's going to mean in 10 years for our state. Well, and this situation in particular is frustrating because we came up with a bipartisan solution. And um, I think that illustrates that not only do we need strong voices, we we need more people to bring the balance back, like John mentioned. Yeah. So all the more reason why we need you there fighting. Well, because it would have been, you know, you, you mentioned the bipartisan solution, but then the governor, Governor Greitens, comes in and vetoes that. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, you know, the platform of fiscal responsibility, I guess. Although, to your point, it makes a lot more sense to keep people in their homes. It's a lot mm-hmm. more cost-effective to do that than it is uh, uh, to cut funding for that. And then ultimately, they end up in more expensive nursing home care situations. Um, but yeah, we were, you know, we didn't override the veto. We had the opportunity opportunity to do so. And to Lauren's point, if we had... Uh, more voices. If we had more people elected to office, mm-hmm. like you in the Senate, uh, would have given us a lot better shot at being able to override that veto. Yeah, and if Republicans had the courage to stand up to their governor, um, you know, my opponent, House floor leader, he could have rallied the troops. He could have said, "This is too important to play politics with," and he didn't. And people are going to suffer. You know, I was out knocking doors in Oak Grove the other day, and in the space of about an hour, I talked to two different people who had their in-home care aides with them. Mm-hmm. I talked to one gentleman who's in a wheelchair, and he said he needs six and a half hours of care a day. That's what the state evaluated and told him a couple of years ago. And he's down to four hours of care because of budget cuts. And he said he has to pay out of his own pocket for more of the care that he needs. And he's going to end up having to put a reverse mortgage on his home eventually in order to afford the care he needs, which means he's looking at losing his home. He's looking at losing everything that he's worked hard for because we keep cutting these services. Right. Just because the money is there doesn't mean that the disability goes away. Exactly. Well, and and to like you said, um, you know, it's amazing to me that during veto session, we ended up losing votes. So I'm sure plenty of constituents had reached out to their representatives, told them how they personally were affected. And we saw even few Demo- or few Republicans vote for what was a bill that they supported just a few months before that. Mm-hmm. And I have to think that there was some leadership pressure that that encouraged them to vote differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, they, you know, right, there were dozens of them who had voted for the bill uh, to, to fix this issue and good for them, right? This was, you know, we're talking about thousands of mm-hmm. uh, Missouri, uh, Missourians who were going to be really hurt mm-hmm. by these cuts uh, that Governor Greitens proposed. And you know, there were several dozen Republicans who decided, no, you know, we're better than that. We're going to we're going to fix this issue back in May. And then the governor of their party decides to veto the bill. And instead of sticking to their guns and instead of deciding, yeah, we're going to help these folks, um, they decided to toe the party line. You know, their governor had vetoed the bill and they weren't going to override their governor. And if a bunch of people get, you know, it's kind of screwed in the process, then. So be it, mm-hmm. which is a real shame. So there, we've established the need for you to 
to work in Jefferson City. <laughs> yeah. <I think> so. <laughs> how uh, how can people across the state and our listeners nationwide? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I think international too. Maybe. International, yeah. I'm sure there's at least one. Well, and if we are broadcasting um, cosmically, I'm sure there are <laughs> extraterrestrial extraterrestrial uh, people who are interested too. How can we all <laughs> rally and support? What can we do? What are concrete things we can do to help mm-hmm. you succeed? So if you are in the metro or you want to take a road trip, I need you to volunteer. Um, I need folks out knocking doors. The most effective way that we can reach um, our constituents is to have face-to-face conversations with them. Um, if you are not in the metro, we can still set you up with phone banking. We can do that over the computer from anywhere. Um, if you want to get involved, you can visit my website, hillaryshields.com, and click on the volunteer button um, and sign up there. You can also email volunteer at hillaryshields.com. Um, and then the other thing I need is donations. Um, we are a very much a grassroots campaign. Um, I'm relying on the support of my friends and family and fellow activists. And to run the campaign that we want to run, we need to raise another $30,000. And any amount that you can chip in, no matter how small, can help us get there. Um, I really believe that we can flip this seat. I really believe that it's going to set us up um, for next year in 2018. It's going to give us a lot of momentum and enthusiasm going into the midterm elections, including for folks uh, like you guys that we need people to see that Democrats are still alive and kicking here in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I think a big win in this election is going to do that. Yeah. Well, this is the game in 2017 and, and, you know, Missouri government, Missouri politics. So mm-hmm. uh, for people who are concerned about the direction the country is going and, and the state, um, yeah, the 2018 midterms are going to be really important, but uh, we've got, you know, in 2017, this is it, right? Mm-hmm. This is yep. we this can is start right here, right now, to make a dis- difference. Yeah. So yeah, I um, would encourage folks to to do what they can, uh, especially if you're in the Kansas City area, which I know, I know a lot of the folks who listen are. Uh, please come out and mm-hmm. help out Hillary. She needs it. Yeah. We can yeah. do this. You are doing everything that you can do, and I think I think I know you're going to win. <laughs> um, but we also need other people <laughs> doing we make their a, part. An official podgressive. Prediction. The first, uh, this might be the first podcast podcast prediction. Oh, yeah. Calling this race for I'm, Hillary? I'm calling it for Hillary. But it's going to be close. I, wouldn't you agree? I mean, this mm-hmm. is going to be. Yeah, uh, we, we have to just keep working as hard as we can. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when I get done here with you guys, I'm going to go back. We're going to knock some more doors. Um, we got folks out every night, every weekend, because we don't take anything for granted. We're going to work as hard as we can. Great. Say one more time, when's the election? November 7th. Where can people, November 7th, November 7th, November 7th, get out and vote. And where can people go for more information? My website is hillaryshields.com, H-I-L-L-A-R-Y-S-H-I-E-L-D-S.com. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, we can't wait to come knock doors for you. (laughs) And um, we really look forward to working with you in Jefferson City. Thank you guys so much for your support and thanks so much for having me on today. Absolutely.